I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Guess what decision we're about to make. Horrible decision. (laughs) May the 5th, we are pulling up to London, y'all. It's the day you need to block out in your calendar. It's on a Sunday. So London, surrounding areas, all the black people that live in Europe, wherever you at, this your chance. That's right. We're super excited to be bringing the last portion of the Climax Tour to London. If you came to our show last year, this will be a completely different show. Wilder, more oh. fun. Well, I did get on top of Here that couple and do the six. And there was a woman who stapled money to her cheek and started bleeding. But we got to step it up in London. We're going to step it up. So head on over to whorehive.com and get your tickets now. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Horrible Decisions. Sorry, I have to work on my throat. I have a date later. Um, yeah. Anyways... <laughs> I'm your girl, Vandy V, a.k.a. Panda Stallion, a.k.a. Dead Beach. A first date? I mean, just know, I am down to suck on the first date. So, let me... Are you really? If the vibe is there, yeah. You go through so many phases, bitch. I mean, bitch, I... Because let us play back. You ready? A few months ago, you, you were like, I am dead... Oh, go, go. You ready? Yeah. Who I am today is not who I was yesterday. <laughs> it ain't who I'm going to be tomorrow. <laughs> okay. There he is. <laughs> No, I just. She's so gonna wear that skirt then. <laughs> Hello. 
Go ahead and introduce yourself. Also, get called. We're guests. No, it's fine. I'm Weezy. Mandy's a whore. <laughs> and <laughs> we have two guests in the building with us. It was almost one. So it we was. Were super lucky and then I got the two Lovely ladies in the building. That's right, y'all. We have Daniela Cora and yeah. Dominique Silva, Woo! who I met last summer because they are also the stars. Well, two of the four stars, right? Yeah, yeah. Of Kokomo City, which is a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Bitch, I be trying to, I can't, oh, mm-hmm. get these, these veneers be taking this, uh, lipstick, bitch. Sorry, y'all. Wiping my teeth. Um, of Kokomo City, which is a documentary of, uh, of the lives of four black trans sex workers and just their lives. Um, they have a lot of other, I would say, supporting, uh, people that are a part of the documentary as well, like some of the partners, someone in the industry who shares their, uh, relationship, but it's just, it's just, I've been, let, let, let's get into I've been it. really excited to see this doc, by the way, because, and it's just done from high level. Like, yes. because my favorite documentaries to watch when I was younger, and I don't even know what you call it, it was a docuseries, was, I don't know if you remember, Hookers at the Point on HBO. Yeah. But it always showed people super strung out, and it was like really gritty and grimy, and it was kind of like, okay, cool, but you don't necessarily look at sex work as something that people enjoy doing. No, for sure. It's like a really lowbrow light onto sex work. And it kind of pushes out the thing like you don't want to live your life like this. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a dark side to sex work, as we both know. Mm-hmm. But when I saw your dark, and I, again, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was like, oh, this is done right. Shot in black and white by mm-hmm. a, a, and also a black woman, D. Smith. I would love to talk to you guys a little bit about what that is in, in terms of being a part of it and, and why. Why you chose to be a part of Kokomo City? No, for sure. I haven't seen hookers on point, but I used to be one of the hookers on the point. No shade. <laughs> not strung out. <laughs> but, you know, they only showed, like, drug addicts. They very rarely show you. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was dark. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't do drugs or know about that then. What and was I'm the point, now. by the way? On hookers on the point? Well, yeah, what is the point? What area? No, I'm, oh, Hunts Point in the Bronx. Hunts Point in the Bronx. Yeah. That was the day's drag. Oh, damn. Now, that's strong. That's where I used yeah. to go to Jazzy Jazz, bitch. Hunts Point, they got all the shopping when I lived in Parkchester. Okay. That's, That's right down the block. I think I was Erica then. Okay. <laughs> she said I was Erica at the point. Okay. Right. So being a part of Kokomo City, why? Why tell your story the way you did? Dominique, y'all could go back and forth because I know there, y'all may have different reasons. I feel like um, Kokomo City was a chance for me to be honest about my story and about my force survival work, sex work that I had to do to make a living and be a part of society and keep a roof over my head. It was finally a chance to take away the shame of, you know, doing what you have to do to survive when you don't have many resources to help you out. And you have to get creative at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And and a lot of people put shame on that. But then the same people that try to put shame on it are not the people that are extending resources or trying to help or anything. So you get to a point that you're like, you know what? Fuck this shit. This is what I had to do. This is who I am. And you're going to take it or you leave it. And it also gives other people power to live in their truth. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are not living in their truth. And if I can do anything to help someone else live in their truth or find their path or something, then I feel like I did something right. And and Daniela, if I'm not mistaken, you spoke about that in the doc where it was like that that there's actually sometimes trouble finding work just because you're a trans woman. No, of course. Like, And so it is a survival because mm-hmm. this is how you have to make money to survive. 
And I think it's just a conversation, like, for me, that at that point in my life, it needed to happen the way that it happened in, like, this very unapologetic way. Because I know, like, for me, it was like I had, like, 10 years of actually being in the industry, being a part of community, doing a number of just different initiatives. And so every year here I am, like, going to these celebrity events. And a lot of people didn't know that I was still surviving, right? Mm. Because along the way, it's like I have a daddy that can sustain the imposter syndrome, right, of me being able to show up just to exist for them. So when Coco... What do you mean you have a daddy? A sugar daddy. Oh, yeah, no, I couldn't just do a client, bitch. That was too... Uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, you can't do a TED Talk and do clients. Like, the regular way, bitch. <laughs> so you I was like, oh, daddy. you gotta pay this... Because, you know, that's, the, that's well, the high-end way of life. That part. And it was... Yeah. Well, I think... Too, that's why I acted like I never did sex work until I started to learn. She was like, I have a, a sugar daddy. daddy. Yeah. No, a daddy in the name. A couple daddies got the girls through. And even a woman at one point but hello <laughs> trust i say sponsor uh, you know well okay. i, got, I was in sponsor. relationships and got rings from some of these individuals so i have to say daddies i guess <laughs> i'm something i'm really curious about do you think that there's a stigma of black trans women being synonymous with sex work because it's so hard for black trans women to find jobs? Just trans women in general. Because mm. they're so discriminated against. So, for example, I've worked in the normal workforce. And I had a job and I was trying to make a normal living. I came out of sex work. And one guy frustrated that he was into me and I didn't want to give him the time of day, ended up taking my advertisement that I had, an old advertisement from the magazine, no. to my job. And showed everybody at my job. So then the next time I went to work, everybody was looking at me strange. And they're looking at my crotch. And they're like, and oh. they're treating me different. So it's like these things, like we try to integrate in a society and it's either that, then when my boss made it horrible for me, there's sexual advances that you can't take. The treatment is not fair. The schedule is not fair. Like everything changes once people know that you're trans, which is really sad. So therefore... What is a girl to do? You know what I mean? You're being fetishized because the men are coming and they're getting their rocks off of you. They're selling you a dream. They're leaving you high and dry. There's no exchange. You, at the end of the day, you feel like so empty. So you're like, OK, listen, I have this that people want. You know what I mean? I'm going to use this to survive. I have to. This is what I have. This is all I have. This is what I'm going to use and claim my power to survive at the end of the day and make it an exchange. But with that comes, you know, psychological trouble. And, you know, from many years of doing sex work, now I'm in therapy trying to unpack all of these things that I've seen, that I've experienced, that I've lived. So, I mean, this is what, this is our path, which is really sad for us. I've been a trans woman for 28 years. And every person, trans person that I know has had to be in this path at one point of the other. I don't care how famous they are now, before ever, they have had to pass this path because that's the only path that was made accessible for us wow. to survive. How old are the both of you? I'm curious. Because 28 years, I'm looking at you, I'm like... I know, she looked the fuck good. Yeah. Hey! Like, hey. <laughs> we're not supposed to ask a woman their age. I'm, Honey, I'm, a, <laughs> no, I'm happy to say I am 45 and alive. I know that's okay. amazing. I'm 45 and alive. Yeah. And I'm proud to say that every day because a lot of girls that I came out with cannot be sit here today to say that. And what about you? 
Well, if you ask, are we singing trans years or in actual? Because <laughs> I feel prehistoric in <laughs> trans years with all the shit I've been through. But I guess in human everyday years, <laughs> I'm 29, getting ready to turn 30. When meeting a trans woman that is, you know, got 10 years on you or whatever, did you find that, did your relationship grow within the documentary? Did you know each other before? Like, what's your relationship together? So, okay, so I came out fairly young. So I had a couple mothers along the way. But I think what I didn't have was like these very like clear examples that was accessible to me in terms of what I wanted to be. And so like around that time, I would say like when coming out, I like met Janet Mock and like Laverne was my mentor. And so, you know, I had what they would say is the pinnacle of the representation of a black trans woman, specifically in media. But then I will never forget. Right. Sorry. She knows I always tell this story. And we was at um, Del Frisco's, right? And so I've always been, I guess, that young queen, that older queens kind of live for, because I know how to get my pieces and my coins to sit at the table <laughs> with them. No shame. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need the sponsor for the Del Frisco. You had it oh, before you got Oh, I brought the sponsor with oh. me. So that's, they knew that she had something in her. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but I remember we were all at Del Frisco's and I saw her at the dinner table and a couple girls didn't have their pieces for the check, right? So they came and they ordered, but they didn't have the funds. And so she's standing there in this beautiful blue gown. And when I tell you she was clearing the table, no, she was clearing it. And I was like, okay, I want to grow up and be like that. Because the way she cleared the table... I was the way like, she cleared in the dock, okay. with now, gowns laying on the bed, it was a Caucasian glistening. Clearing. <laughs> what does clearing mean, sis? No, okay. So there's clear- white women listening that are like, "What the fuck? What do you mean?" Okay, like, so clearing is when you get a person out? together, like when you gather them, like for not having funds for their wig being crooked, coming to your house without the money on the dresser, like all of those things is clearing a person. And no, now. <laughs> You did this at Del Frisco. Yeah, so it was like a birthday party. My girlfriend invited me. I came and, you know, it was like all these trans women. I'm like, yes, sisters, whatever. But then, you know, the check came. And then everybody was like turning their heads. I don't do birthday dinners no more. Girl. And then I met her and I'm like, wow, she's like so beautiful. She's young. She's youthful. She has drive. She has money. I know. Right. She she was reading. She was reading, but she had to pay $150 for for a shrimp cocktail because girls didn't want to pay their bill. And she was like, oh, I can't believe. And I was like, I fuck with her. No, because they were all older than me. So the math, like they said, the math is not math. But all at the same time, you want to come back to this place. You can't be embarrassed. Right. So fast forward, like we do the movie. We're doing the movie, like D films us and everything. She keeps it under wraps. Yeah, we didn't She doesn't know. tell us until when we're going to Sundance. And she's like, oh, you know, Daniela's in the movie. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh-huh. And I immediately called her up. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> we're in Kokomo City. Yes, <laughs> no shade. Where is so- Kokomo City? So-, so it's not a real city. It's, what well, there it? is a city, there's, but Kokomo, Indiana. The, okay. Oh, look, because you've been in Indiana. <laughs> now, you know, you've been in Indiana. So, Kokomo City, if you guys actually look into it, it's a city that was referenced in a song, like an old school song. Way down in Kokomo. No, it's no. A, no you make it sum up. But it's a. Uh, no, that's it, a real. Bermuda. Well, no. Kokomo <laughs> City was not mentioned in that goddamn song. Yes, it was. In Bermuda, Bahamas. He says, way down in Kokomo. Don't you don't say that? Oh. Um, well, I, 
I don't know. All I know is about Kokomo, Indiana. So, okay. So, Kokomo <laughs> City is a song from what, the 60s or 70s? It was like, I thought it was like Sissy Man Blues by Kokomo S- Arnold. By Co- right? Yeah, in the 30s. Because yeah, yeah, yeah maybe they need blues. to tell this part, Mandy. Uh, <laughs> I my research. I talked about it when I interviewed them six months ago, but it was a long time ago. So, no, I, I got you. But no, but I do think it's Kokomo Arnold. Okay, so the, that man specifically actually had songs where he talked about his love for trans women. Mm-hmm. And this is 40, 50 years ago gotcha. when, of, of course, you don't hear about, right? you know, that in song. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. So I want to take it somewhere else because I'm really curious. Mm -hmm. We hear a lot of conversation within the LGBTQ community about gay men hating being the gay bestie. Now, we already know men fantasize the shit out of trans women. Mm -hmm. What do women do that drives trans women crazy? Oh, good. Like, is there something that you feel like they're taking or maybe they like having a ticker? Like, I've got my trans friend. Or what is it that you see women do that they may not know is offensive? I mean, just the thought that because we're trans women, that means we want to have kids, Debbie, baby daddies, periods, cramps, gagging, all the things that cis women are going through. Like, 
I honestly don't want to sign up for that. Like, walking in my truth don't come with all that. Right. So it's like even comparing our womanhood, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, the way that I go out, like, excuse me, the way that my womanhood and what that experience looks like for me, it's very different. But I also know that there's commonalities within our experience, right? Like, I have Tay-Tay lying to me to leave your house to come lay up with me. So we both dealing with an ancient nigga. Oh. But what we don't realize <laughs> in that moment... <laughs> Is that we have the same battles, right? Like patriarchy, misogyny. But for some reason, you want to compare your womanhood and your journey. And if you are Faber, shout out to you. But just like what I know is like, it doesn't matter where your womanhood is in terms of your ability to have a child or not. It's about what we know we're carrying, which is a lot of men on our backs and the bullshit that come with them. Mm. Dominique. (laughs) I feel... um... The thing that I don't like about what cisgender women do, they feel like they need to intervene with relations between trans women or homosexuality, whatever, to try to make themselves the snitch or the person that knows everything. And, oh, you know, oh, that's the gay guy or, you know, that's a trans woman. Like, I don't know why you're talking to them. I don't know. Like, people... You find that women are the ones who are... Uh, well, not the word exposing. What is Out- it? Out- Out- yeah. Out- yeah. Yeah. I think the superiority. What it is is they create shame for the men. For the men. That- okay. And oh, the- we know that. Understood. The okay. men. And then the men cre- creates frustration inside of them. So what happens? They've turned to react violence on us. Oh, but I feel like. And this is the chain of reactions of effects. If women didn't care and like us, I, I can say for myself, I don't care who's sleeping with who. As long as you're straight with yourself and you are honest with who you're sleeping with, I'm OK with that. OK, I'm not out here trying to control who's sleeping with who. Right. I don't care. That's not what moves my world. But if you come into my world, I do want to know who you're sleeping with. So I have to protect myself and then we take it from there. But women choose to want to be, oh, you know, let me go out. You're in the club and you're talking to a guy. Oh, I have to tell this guy that that's a trans woman so I can fill one up and and have a bond with this person because I know something that they don't. And we have to stop this. Mm -hmm. People, we just need to let people be who they are, however they feel. It's not bothering you. Okay, and we need to worry about what's going on in our own house instead of what's going on in anybody else's house and including in between their legs, period. You were about to say, you said, I feel like, so were you disagreeing for a second? Only because I feel like to a certain extent where I don't think that they always, like, I think it's unintentional sometimes when it comes to like how they out us. Because I think for some cisgender women, they feel that they're protecting their friend, right? right? Ah. And so it's like, oh, because... I feel right that what my friend has said to me is that he's a heterosexual man. They don't view trans women as women. They see that as like a homosexual act or behavior, right? So it's like whenever it's like, oh, maybe my male friend is attracted to this, what they believe is a cis woman, they don't know, in fact, that they may be partaking in something that's considered to me gay. So we're so I'm going to protect them from that gay thing because they may not see it as, you know, because so a lot of women feel like we're... It's like a form of like deception because of us being trans. So it's like I don't you're believe deceiving. that. Well, no, no, I don't care really. I'm gonna be real. Well, I really I, think I, girls I, have a little bit well, of a no. superiority complex. Well, well, no. I do. Also, you leaned into something though, and and at this point we're jumping around because I love to get to this. <laughs> I had a, a clip where Adam Twenty Two sat with Ava, who's a up and coming rapper from the Bronx mm-hmm. or here in New York, and she's now dating a drill rapper. 
So she brings the jewel wrapper. On. She's trans, right? She's trans. That's right. I remember. And the and so she brings her boyfriend onto No Jumper podcast, and they have a conversation about it because he literally sits there and says, "I love my girlfriend. I knew exactly what was between her legs, who she is, how she identifies, mm-hmm. and everything, but I'm not gay." I don't really don't care what nobody got to say because me personally, like, if anybody asks if I'm gay and shit like that, I don't see myself as I'm gay. Like, for me, I don't think I'm gay at all. Like, I don't know. Like, I scrolled into her page and I saw her. I was like, I was looking at her. I was like, she looks good. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so there was that conversation regarding mm-hmm. the title of their sexuality that came into question. So when you're saying and she's a woman. And she's by the way. that I think that's why he was saying I'm not gay. I'm not Sometimes, no, let me finish. I really think that men, and please let me know if you agree, mm-hmm. when trans girls are post-op, they feel like they're in a whole nother playing field. They're like, oh, yeah, this is... this Is there conversations... I feel like that might be, yes, for some men and even within our own community, like within okay. the trans community. Mm. But I think that there is a misconception in general, even just within the LGBTQ community. Because somebody walked up to my partner, right? And we were like, it's a queer event. But they go up to him and they're like, Oh, so, like, how does it feel to, like, be out and be queer? He doesn't identify as queer. Like, he identifies as a heterosexual man. So he was actually offended. And he didn't know how to respond. Does that bother you, though, that there is an offense? And I know a lot of people just hate the titles all around, right? Mm -hmm. We done talked about that with uh, Weezy not wanting to identify as bisexual in some places, right? (laughs) (laughs) On gay ass, because niggas be like, yeah, we got a threesome going on. But, but, but... Your partner knowing that you identify within the community. Mm-hmm. Qu- well, some so days I identify wait, wait, within the community. How do y'all identify with it? Like, because there's all the other umbrellas. Y'all could be bi, identify as straight, as lesbian. Like, how do y'all identify? And that's the thing. I, I ain't never going to. I never even thought to ask y'all that. Well, what I'm told, right, to be, I guess, <laughs> for other people and their political correctness, <laughs> I am a binary um, heterosexual identified trans woman. To me, I'm just Daniela. But okay. what I know is, if you have titties, soft skin, any type of lip gloss, lipstick, we are not knocking purses. Okay. And that's anywhere on the spectrum, okay? Wherever you fall, it won't work for me. Okay. But shout out to the people who that do. And what about you, Daniela? Um, oh, definitely. Sorry, while I'm looking. I don't like, well, now I'm, a, I'm post-operative. And I feel way more comfortable in my skin and in my body. And I feel like I don't want to fit in the binary of what people want to put me in the box because I have made my own self. I took myself on this own journey. I medically did what I had to do to feel complete in my skin. So I don't need anybody's labels to put on me. Yes, I'm presenting as a female. I am pansexual. I'm attracted to people and energies. You know, I'm attracted to brains. I'm attracted to, you know, I don't, I'm attracted to whoever is a person at the end of the day. I don't have labels. I don't have any judgment. I'm open because I'm comfortable in my skin and I can, I know who I am and I know what I bring to the table. So how long did that take you? It took a long time. And shout out to you. You, you. you were going through that journey as well on yeah. Kokomo City. Yeah. So, Are you comfortable talking about a little bit about your process and your emotions during? Of course. Yeah. So I have a... I love that you asked that cause because we've had conversations where sometimes you feel like you don't know what to ask. Because it's someone's genitals and at it the is, end of the day. But it is also that offensive is true. too, right? It is offensive to and be like, 
what you got. But now. even on a like, sex podcast, that to me is too much. That's a, I'm low key over here gagging. I'm like, but talk about your pussy. <laughs> Okay, I mean, they done seen my other in the Kokomo no, city, so listen. it's like, I have to hide. Oh, look at it. Hey, was hiking. A fully functional pussy. Oh, right. <laughs> Honey, she that, made me a way, cute coy. Okay. I'm about baby. to ask questions it. that you didn't expect. <laughs> hey, by the Did way, you really need really to have a last moment with your penis? Yeah. Of course. And in that last moment, was there like things you felt like you needed to get out? And what were those things? Because I feel like like I had to like, you know, have my orgasm. You had to squirt on the wall one time? Yeah, you had to, to like, pop a lot. I had to penetrate. On you know, the wall for me. I had to penetrate some ass. I had to penetrate some vagina. I had to do what I had to do. And then I was like, I put it all on the Kokomo City. I did another magazine cover, Richardson, where I was fully nude. And then I was like, okay, I did every, I did porn for 20 years. I said, I, I think I'm done here. Okay. I can pack her right on up. And when... When going through it, because I have a trans friend that literally deleted socials. She was like really going through it. And she's not like an influencer. I know most people know me and Hope Giselle cool as shit, but it's not Hope. But another friend of mine who's like, girl, I can't believe I didn't have this nigga pay for this shit. And now I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And I'm curious, like, how long were you thinking about it and what got you there? So I've always want, thought had the thought of it. I always wanted to have surgery, but like survival had me you know into sex work and I got comfortable in it and I was thriving and I made a name for myself so I said okay I can maintain this but then after a while like the dysphoria started to kick in and it was I it didn't connect but in sex work it's better to be pre-op of course that, yeah yeah it is and so I was more, like more prop like you can you make so much money. money yeah and like at this point I'm like directing I'm shooting I'm like starring I'm wait, but on, clarify you got to be a top too though what? Oh wait! Oh wait! 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 wait. No, yeah. that's interesting too. Tell really? Us yeah. No, the mo- I'm saying when it comes so to in like in terms of sex work, so pre-op for the most money is predominantly yes. Top. They yeah. want you to top, 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 top. Yeah, because like, you could be pre-op and be a bottom and be broke boots because you're not swinging. Yeah, that they want day. you to top True. all day, and I that was like my specialty, which is totally the opposite of who I am in my personal, personal life. life. But wow. hey, you gotta, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. And I ain't gonna hold you. I'm probably someone helping that be the case. All the girlies I follow on OnlyFans, I be so mad. Oh, I only like the bottoms. bottoms. <laughs> I be like, I want, I want to see the men take it. I don't. Yes. Uh, you know what it is, though? Because I do, and as someone that's, like, strapped up with my ex and shit, like, for some reason, I don't like seeing women being tough. Well, clearly, I'm Peg the Stallion. No, for real. Yes. My dicks, I, I can't feel shit. It don't squirt out. It don't do none of the cool shit that I that actually part. really like about a dick. So I just be like, okay, Girl, I'm such a bad top. Like, I will do it, but no. But so for me, I think it's really getting to see, especially the moaning too, right? Because you're looking at something different that's not necessarily like you, but it's womanly and beautiful most of the time, especially the website. What is it? Dream Training? They define us. Well, well, one moment actually. Real quick. <laughs> I just want to run off just, just real quick. These are the ones I support uh, <laughs> uh, on OnlyFans. So the Shea Barbie, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Only one T.S. Kendall. And if you beef with any of these, we could bleep their name. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I know bitches be beefing and shit. My favorite is Rakaya or T.S. Paris. Um, we had Paris on, right? And Big Bugatti. No, we had Paris on. Oh, okay. I thought I you were Paris. Had, okay. Oh, you're thinking of Jamie Paris. 
Jamie Paris. Yeah, no, Paris lives. Mind you, that's she lives in Vegas. Shout out to Jamie Jamie Paris. You need to get into Vanille. You know Vanille? No, see. Okay, I'm shooting her actually tomorrow. B A N N I A L L. I'm actually directing her tomorrow for Evil Angel. She's like a black, beautiful, big girl, and she puts it down. Come on, B. That was a big. Can I ask that question? Because um, that's what I see is the most difference in in heterosexual porn. Everybody's hanging, Mm -hmm. right? And in the trans women porn specifically, they be sometimes real little. Is there a difference in how? Is that from hormones, by the way? It is from hormones. Okay, I was like, this is abnormally small. Yeah, Yeah, and but. No, <laughs> only because I'm like, like after after Some 20 girls. years on hormones, there's no, I mean, that I was like, because I know a girl that has been on hormones for 20 years. True. And she is hanging. True. And I'm like, Down. Hello. So, I, I mean, I guess it's like vaginas. They're all different. They are all different. Some okay. are big. Some are little. Some start off big. You know? Okay, now this question is crazy, but I gotta know. Shoot, shoot. I'm not gonna lie, she is so excited that y'all are here for all the shit. When I got my titties done, Mm -hmm. I saw five titties and I showed them to the doctor, like, these are titties I want. Mm -hmm. Did you show the pussy you wanted? No, actually, I did not. (laughs) I didn't. I'm serious, I'm thinking to myself, if you know people are said, obsessed you wish with you pre <laughs> right? I was like, not on Tumblr. You look and how hung you were. It's like, well, what if I'm not as impressive on the other side? That was and that was the big gamble that I had to take. I literally felt when I had surgery, I jumped off of cliff oh. because it was my safety net was having a penis. Like I know what a penis. I can go anywhere and make money. As a post op, you know, I had to be more creative, and luckily I had opportunities arise. But yeah, I was just like, okay, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to feel. But I know this is what I've dreamed of my whole life. And I'm ready to whatever comes with it. How hard was it for you? Because I I mean, I heard of you got a catheter. Oh, my God, girl. It was like, honestly, the worst two months of my life. But two two and a half years. Yeah, two years later. Yeah, you can't, like, you literally cannot leave the house. I was talking about it the other day. Okay, just imagine this. You have surgery, okay? You have surgery, they cut you out, they turn you out, you have stitches everywhere. And you're in the hospital for three, I think you're in the hospital for five days. Right after you get out of the hospital, they take the packing and everything. You, with your whole open wound with stitches and blood and everything, have to dilate with this plastic rod that's hard as fuck for 15 minutes, four times a day. Imagine the psychological of that. Like, I literally disconnected from my body for six months. Wow. I'm not even going to hold you. I, could, I, I, I was not here. I was, you know, doing everything that I had to do, but I wasn't in my body because I was shook. I saw that the first time when I first saw that and the stitches and the blood, okay. I checked out. I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Oh, my God, it did not look cute. My girlfriend's like, yeah, it's going to be cute. It's going to be cute. I'm like, what is this? What is this? So it took me like six months to like. Did you lean on women with that were cisgender? No, it was with friends of mine that had surgery okay. before. Yeah. Can I ask you last inappropriate question? I promise, last one. No, last two. One. Do you orgasm differently? Yes, girl. Like that was you my actually, pro- do you orgasm like a like a woman, or you orgasm like I orgasm like you know like five ten minutes orgasm? Are you getting wet? Because I hear that I get wet. So yeah. what is it? I guess it's like. 
the I don't know, like the whatever fluid that you would produce that pre cum or something. Yeah. No, one of my friends recently had sex with a woman in Thailand. And he said in the morning she asked him if he'd ever had sex with a trans girl. And he said, My reaction was super chill. I was like, No. She's he's she said he said, Why? She's like, you know, that's tourism here. He said, I started looking at her so she she was five eleven, which is pretty tall for a woman. It's pretty tall for Thailand. Bitch, everybody mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> but the about? next day, he's like, yo. <laughs> but, but the pussy was super tall. wet. And I'm that's like, babe, I don't think a trans pussy can't get wet. And he's like, but how? Like, are you sure it was really wet? And I was like, ah. Yeah, they have techniques that they use, like your parts of your colon that like stay wet. But then there's like, it's complications because there's like a little bit smelly, but it lubricates naturally. And the you way prepare before, no? And the way yeah, you prepare before. And also, if you're turned on for some reason, you get wet. I don't know what it is. Gushy, gushy. Yeah. Yes, that gushy, sounds... Gushy. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Now, I wanted to get back to sex work real quick because our vanilla shit, there was something that went viral, and I was like, ooh. This is spicy, hun. Yes. So we're going to talk about smells since Ooh. you just brought up smells. Um, and this one actually led to a text message thread. Um, this person tweeted, so I linked with this dude. And when it was time to do the do, he smelled funny down there. I don't know if I worded this wrong or what, but considering he's 25, I definitely expected him to take the constructive criticism better. Um, pretty much this is how it read. Not trying to be rude or nothing, but definitely needed to shower. Hold on. You saying I stink? She said, stink is not the word. He said, watch your mouth. You trying me. 
She said, but I could tell you didn't shower. You want me to lie to you? If you felt like I needed a shower, I would want you to tell me. You don't have to be offended. You didn't stink, but you need a shower. You've been at work all day and I could tell. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. Definitely showered. You just run in your mouth, but you enjoy the rest of your night. Or you got me confused with another dirty dick nigga you fucking. Uh, that was... Daniela, tell me right now. <laughs> one out of ten, how many of the clients be funky in the booty? Uh, oh, <laughs> not in their booty. I'm not a top girl. <laughs> I could not... Or just be funky at all. Well, I would say... I don't know. I don't have those type of dates. I mean, I've had a young date that probably smelled like that. Did you but, tell them? Like, what is the conversation? How do you... Well, know? I would... See, I'd probably be nice about it about okay. it because I would just be like, hey, babe, let's go take a shower. Like, I just want to... Oh, no, 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 no. But then I would also want a tip because you use my shower. So wait, that... Wait, wait, wait. You could ask for a tip for this the... bitch. Wait. <laughs> 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 my soap is expensive. <laughs> No, damn, this is not the fucking hotel, baby. This you know is my how place. I, you know how I used to turn it in Europe and London and in and, and and Germany. Oh, oh yeah, because I hate them flights, baby. Those, and it's those, just their bodies, it's, it's what they cook it's with. The cheese, <laughs> it's the foreskin. Like they oh, would come in and oh. then you would just whoosh. They're not as they're not circumcised. Baby, I would be like, I would uh, meet the greet them at the door in my little outfit. I'll say, Hi baby, how are you? Oh my god, great. Great, come on in. And I will walk them right to the shower oh. before anything. So you don't even know. I don't care. You <laughs> got to get in that shower before you, huh? Because I already know it's giving because you have, you know, <laughs> and you men. She you, said just because you want circumcised, you need to And you men are not clean. So I need you to take a shower before anything. And I, they would all get in the shower. But wait, you, but wait, wait, you wait, mentioned was overseas. That? Was that just overseas or is that? It was in general, like because I'm wondering more though. overseas because they it was the uncircumcisedness and the pungentness of the oh I can smell oh, it was I a lot can smell it right I was she like, said wait. it it was a lot but wait you don't charge more because for me it's like so for me she I said, didn't mind she said no, it's about the point we're, yeah we're, because we're pulling out the itemization here. and no for real though because it's like I'm okay too and I'm actually happy when they come and need the shower because that takes up the time that's what I'm and saying so it's like, I don't ask for a tip because then by the time they do all that I do the oh so you're not even gonna okay. and they're naked. So I guess that helps. It's fun oh, no. because you do. And but, then. Yeah, I want you to get the full tra- spa treatment, though. No shade in my bathroom. Because <laughs> I need you to really stay in there. So, like, I'm going to break out the scrub. You said there's an hourly fee. No, here. for real. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's the only way you came in. Can you tell and us? And a deposit have to have been. An ideal client, like, ooh, start ooh. to end for the girls listening. Because I remember once when I went on a what's your price date? And I was literally yeah. like, when is he going to pay me? Oh, and then, oh, yeah. And then he didn't. And I was like really scared. When I was young, I was just mm-hmm. finding sites to make some cash on. And I remember thinking, like, whoa, like, is it because he thought I liked him? Like, I don't get it. That's the thing, though, too. That's very real that you can lose a date if he feels like you like him too much. Oh, look, never too late. No, for real. But I mean, I have, I had a date and I was so mad because he told me. Right, like when we first met, he was like, "I don't want a girl who falls for me. Like this has to be transactional. Like you need to come in, handle what I, my needs, and get your money and just go." But the type of guy he was, it was hard not to fall for him. Like for me, he was my Christian Grey. Like he was like very young, light eyes, body. So he knew dick for days. And the only thing that was mixing, he did want to get topped, and I didn't live for that because like I felt soaked. Every time I saw him, and it was like, this is ideal. You look good, you're young, and it's a fat point. 
no shade because I'm not going up in nobody's house for nothing less. Yeah. But it's like, for me, it was like I got emotionally attached. And then it was like, okay, now I'm laid up. I got a sickening coin. And the date used to get me strung out, no shade. So to the girls, don't do drugs for today. It is not it. You gonna lose your tip, girl. <laughs> Good tip. No shade. Okay, order. Don't do drugs. So, wait, <laughs> cut, so he was cuddling because you said it used to lay up. Yeah, cuddled down the views. It was literally for me, it was everything. Gag, no shade. This person was so fab that recently, I guess, after he started giving the girl so much coin, he became the like person pulling coins, the sex worker. Because he was literally on the shade room for marrying a second in person. I can't but shout out to, get to you. Oh, no, no, no. But I also want him to know if you come across this, you owe me a tip for even <laughs> turning it like that after. Like, how you like, gonna date that it turned so, into a sex worker? So let worker. me ask you, because this is actually something I experienced um, in in whole friendships, I like to call. Mm-hmm. Like, when I would let my homegirls know that a, that a nigga was a super easy trick or mm-hmm. he... he the sex was good. He was fun. There was a lot of money. My friends would then go after those niggas. And he's for everybody, so you can't really be mad, even though... Did you get... Do you, do you ever find yourself getting mad for maybe oversharing how, how fun a trick is? And then people oh, that you know now... Oh, yeah. I definitely have cut a girlfriend off about that because... So okay. I used to have a client, and he was iconic for what my set was, which is you didn't have to have sex. He gave you a couple stacks. And so... You know, and literally any girl, I mean, like, if I'm out and about, I'm like, oh, bitch, I'm outside. We outside tonight. He's here. Yep. So, but I didn't like the fact, so I leave, right? And we had, we had all just hung out. We all got our pieces. But while I'm away, I noticed that all of a sudden he's following her and she's following him. Uh-huh. See, what was wrong for me was that you that she followed him back, right? Like, this is a trick. Agreed. So he's always going to be messy. He, they but are, as yep. your girlfriend... Like, for you to go follow my trick, it's like, no, bitch, this was never your date, your yep. right? Like, this was my date. And whenever I'm ready to bring you in, then you come in. Girl, this <laughs> just happened with one of my homies, And she literally, so I'm the mutual with who they followed, right? Some nigga was popping bottles, whatever. And literally, it's her trick. She saw what happened. She called me and she said, send me a nigga that she likes. Ooh. I said, no, bitch, what did she do? She was like, I'm gonna fuck him. I was like, bro, please don't make me do yeah. this. Because I had more loyalty to the girl who called me. Ooh. She was like, I'm not playing, bitch. I'm going to fuck him. I she mean, was like, it was it, it, it used to be hard for me with my friends only because at the time that this happened, bitch, we all needed money. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to feel like I was keeping my homegirls from paying their bills or taking care of their kids and stuff like that. So, like, it was always really um, difficult for me to take it personal or or be upset. Like, if it was a nigga that I like, that's different. So that's another thing. If it wasn't tricks, there's still niggas I would fuck that wasn't like breaking See, bread. And if I brought them around homegirls and they even thought to follow in it, oh, it didn't happen to me all the time. My niggas didn't hit me up like, yo, was so-and-so like, y'all really cool? Because she done slid <laughs> in my shit. The niggas will tell. Oh, yeah. Just so you know. Yeah, they like to. The men are messy. And ladies, if you think you being slick, whether you think this nigga really fuck with her or not, they tell every single time. Mother, oh, why don't, my why don't you tell us the I was rule say, okay. of what? Well, I... <laughs> I'm a very private person. <laughs> so after this documentary, right. <laughs> I, was, I was a very private person until my whole spot blew up. And I, I'm also a generous person. So if I did have like a customer or something that, you know, I would, you know, navigate it to a certain way. Like, of course, if I'm eating, I want everybody to eat. But I wouldn't 
I've been burned so many times before too. And mm. like situations like that happen. So that just chose me too. I eat for myself. You know what I mean? I've, I've helped out enough people. I did what I could. <laughs> I gave a lot of connections and I got stabbed in the back many yeah. times. So now I refuse. Mm. What's mine is mine. And, you know, I'm so well, sorry. Be, now, what be, is the what, safest way? Uh, oh, I, no, I just want to speak to something, too, though, because it's crazy. So I have a, a one of my old friends actually fucked one of my people and basically said to me, like, I was being selfish for not letting her deal with him. And I because so what's crazy is these people ended up robbing me all the things. But I just wanted to say, too, like I have encountered women who say if you don't give your partners or the men you're dealing with, somehow you're selfish for that. And it just fucked my head up because Girl, I, that's called manipulation. Right. Oh, no, that, that's no, all they say in that for is because they want what you got. No, that's, of course. Like, he gagged that she took him to Wendy's and I didn't even know he ate Wendy's. But I was just like, okay, that's some girl's troop that for them, they feel like you're being selfish. And for me, I literally internalized it. was like, you know what? It kind of makes sense. Like, if you're not worth it and I feel like you are disposable, then I will give you to the group. Same. But it's like, if you somebody that I feel like is lucrative. Girl, bring back gatekeeping. Life, yeah, because no, gatekeeping. <clears throat> here's the thing. I was like, wait, wait. I mean, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, because if they're spending money on your friends, it's probably less money that's going to be going. That's what I'm saying. I'll be feeling like that, too. I'll be feeling like that, too. And I'm like, I don't want to be Saturday and then next thing you know, I'm every other Saturday. Like, no. I want to be Sunday when they bring out the orphan plate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is what I was going to ask. Yeah. So, to the women that are listening to the podcast, out calls, in calls. Can you tell us a little bit about what yeah. you've seen has been safer and maybe ways to protect yourself, whether there be sites, you know, just anything you may have seen along the way that could be a helpful tip and save somebody. So when I before I stopped working, I would like do like Mr. Number look up, you know, and I search the number for. Yeah. After the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like network of like girls, there's blogs and just like the clients have blogs about the girls. Cause I know I'm like on a lot of blogs. People are telling all my tea. My friends tell me, Oh yeah, this and this and that. The girls have blogs too. And you can like put in a little number, put in a little name or something. Ask one of your girlfriends, Hey, do you know this person? You know, cause the, the big one, the big fish, we've all, they've all stopped at one, our, our yeah. station, you know? So if you want if you're like, you know, open and you have friends and you can say, Hey, do you know this person? Do you have any recommendations? You know, in calls are very iffy because like for me, I was like, I'm such an own person. Like I don't like people to know where I live. What about if you get a hotel room? Yeah. So I would get a hotel room, like on the other That's side of problem. town. On the other side of town, I was set up she my would customers. Travel to states. Yeah. But she said New York and DC were her best. She would travel from Florida. I and would be candy ferocity the way they would get me in my house. Cause dress. Yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable in a hotel though. Really? I feel yeah. you feel more comfortable Why? You feel inviting like them to your home. So I don't know. For one, I just feel like I feel protected in my home simply because I know where my gadgets is at. Hello, gadgets. Like, I know where to my get gadget. my piece. You know what I <laughs> but mean? What when about I need if they to... come back to your house? Right. Oh, they've done that, too. But, I mean, well, at my place, it's like a bunch of cameras. And, like, you know when you walk in because you see the stick by the door, the knife by the bed. Like, you know, the pepper spray. Like, you're going to see if you jump or cough too hard, you might not leave the same way you came in. But I also don't feel like, for me, honestly, like, I guess there's always been to this thing I'm uncomfortable with telling people that I'm a sex worker. So it's like, 
the fear of being at a hotel, maybe being a part of a sting. Like, how do I explain that? Girl, and then I don't want to get a... Cr- huh? You know how big this podcast is? No, no, no. I'm oh. fine with that now. Oh, okay. okay. But I'm She's saying... saying no, I'm it. saying back then. Girl, exactly. I'm in Kokomo City I, I about with say. a bonnet and my titties I, out. <laughs> no. So, but I'm saying... Telling about just... But okay. it was for me, too. That's what it all, like, went into where I said, like, dealing with the imposter syndrome. Because, right, like, yes. I'm still showing up in certain spaces, especially corporate spaces. Because I was a part of, like, the te- not just that, but, like, at a corporate ad agency... And so, like, I was out here in these streets. So it's like I had to try to disguise it any way I could. So it was like I always wanted a daddy, you know, to come to my house. And then I always played the, you know, I'm an aspiring Black artist, okay, narrative to every day. It was, like, very much like, give me my coins so that way I can get out of this because I want to be a star. I want to be a girl. (laughs) I love having a spiel for the daddy. That was the the struggle. Like, you had to... Back in the days, you had to have a mood lighting. You couldn't say you were a sex worker. So you always had to have another feel like, oh, I'm a makeup artist. I'm a hairdresser. Because back in the days, back when I started, you couldn't be, you, there was no podcast, girl. You right. were doing what you had to do on the low. Like, you know what I mean? Now, it's more common. And you can like, hey, you know. Oh. But back in the days, I struggled because I'm there. You'd be like, you know, you go to a club and you meet a guy and you know you're a sexy person. Oh, what do you do? Oh, oh I'm a model. Not even you to know, age oh, it. Not even to age it that that far back. When I was in high school, one of my good friends, her sister worked in. Oh, and to be very that? clear, the stigma around just being a stripper, mm-hmm. none the, not sex worker, you know. And of course, there's the hierarchy of oh, sex boy. work as well. But a lot of women weren't even you know, cool sharing that they're a stripper. And now they're Everybody. on videos. Everybody's showing themselves in the locker rooms, on their Instagrams. Mm-hmm. It's completely different than even what what I saw growing up. But see, too, the difference was is that, like, we have a place in New York City. There was, like, the trans strip club, right? And so, like, for me, that was the thing. Like, yes, I would do in-calls, but I guess I always had access to what was, like, an alcohol because I would go to the club. the club. No, in the club. Oh, in the like, club. Like, you did. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, that, no. I'm like, I could date it a little because I'm like, this for the young girls, but it goes okay. a little further well, back. Like, evolve. That's where they got the T Tuesdays. Yeah, that's where they got the T Tuesday or T Thursdays. Oh no, it's T every day there now. <laughs> 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 uh, can we make it? No, it's only Tuesdays. I mean, I've talked about that place on the show before because it's only Tuesdays and Thursdays. But no, I don't. I don't like these kind of places because, like. Men go to meet trans women and then they automatically get propositioned. And so there is no places where like a girl's like us that maybe we are used to be sex workers, but now we want to meet someone, you know, and we want to have a normal conversation. There is no places like that. So I don't like to promote so much those kind of places because we need to have a place where we can be socialized and be. And if you want to. But you I, can, I, I, but it doesn't have to be the focus when you walk in. I, like, guys walk into f- and they're like... But in terms of girls in sex work still, when you think about in-call to alcohol, it's very much so in terms of safety, I think that is a safer way. Right. Because I, I would rather meet you in person, right. you see me in person, so my rate don't shock you. I'm not sitting around, no, because there's a lot of, like, Russian roulette. And, like, for me, True. sitting at home and doing sex work at home is, like, Sometimes a lot of wasted time, right? Because it's like overselling, like marketing through the and phone. See, this is what I love. And Y'all I, be on the opposite ends of the coin here. It was it's easier. Like, it really shows so much of comfortability. Mm-hmm. 
And I would rather get my coins in person. No shade too, because a lot of times the dates when I would use my photos would say that they didn't believe I was real. So when you see me in person, it's like, okay, baby, now you're not going to play with me. Like, it's, it's me. you know what this is. And I guess I knew I could always make enough at night. So it's like, but the way that I would kind of like, I guess, police the situation or like safety measures is like, I would ask them for my coins up front or at least a deposit. And then I honestly knew to only go for a certain type of guy. Right. Like if you didn't have on a suit or if you didn't come across as that coinsy type of date, like no shade, shout out to Tay Tay who's a date, but I'm not going with you. <laughs> like that's not what's happening. Like I need to feel like I'm leaving a very sickening set where you're going to ensure my safety because you're even concerned about like somebody your even own. knowing yep. Yep. that, right, I'm trans and being in your building. So I needed the high-end date. You said you got a stick and pepper spray and this mm-hmm. and that. So it's like, yeah, one of each. Going out with a, with a bang. I'll start. Well, one of the, I'll start with a bad time with a customer. And apparently, sadly enough, it was a black customer. Mm-hmm. And this is maybe why a lot of trans women choose not to operate in that demographic but it was a black customer he came to my house this is a long time ago and he wanted to penetrate me and i'm like i don't offer that service you know or if you want you have to give me more money no he didn't want to give me more money he forced himself on me in my own apartment and luckily i had like someone in the other room that i can call out to help with because it could have got ugly wow so you had help yeah, I had I always had like someone working with me in the bathroom or something because you, me by myself, 130 pounds with these grown ass men until I started learning mixed martial arts and everything that I can feel confident now to protect myself. But back then I didn't have that. Now, is that why some women choose to work with like a pimp? I guess it's the protection. Yeah, because these men, they'll come, they'll try to get forget with you for free they'll try to coerce you to do stuff by threatening to call the police on you if you don't do xyz to them like it's really hard out here to protect yourself as a woman and as a businesswoman on top of that mm. in this whole industry no shade but to any bitch out there with a pimp seek jesus right i mean i don't I'm i sorry. would never Tell think us why. because i just feel like to position yourself and depend on a man's safety when you're already, you know, in survival or if you don't feel that what you do is survival. But to a certain extent, that's manipulation. Mm. And he's taking away from, like, your sustainability. Because, right, like, in the end, you always get a short end of the stick. And when I think of pimps, that's usually some type of form of domestic violence, right? Mm. So if it's not financial, then it's definitely physical. And it's like, if you're already in a position where that's how you choose to make your money, okay, cool. But then to subject yourself to that level of violence and then have to, like, lose a sense of yourself. Because not only doing sex work can do that, right? Like, always having to constantly put the value on yourself that a man give you. But then now this man's beating you, abusing you. And it's like, you deserve so much more than that. Like, even if you don't know how to invest your money, protect yourself. For me, it's I would rather be, have my comrade be a woman, right? Whether it's trans or cis you know, like the girl in the bathroom, the person protecting me, mm-hmm. then the man giving me just enough to look just enough good, you know, to maybe make a coin. And if I don't make that money, somehow I become the problem. Mm. Like, I don't know. Like, that's always, like I've never understood it because I'm just like, you know. It's I like, always why thought would... it was because they either don't have the client, so the pimp's telling them they're going to give you these people so you don't have to do it on your own, the safety. But I didn't know that pimps take 
all your money. Yeah. yeah they, I thought pimps. You work for them. You work and, and they provide you a roof over your head. They feed you. Mm-hmm. They do. I did ask thought like some pimps take, most pimps take all your money. But I thought some were like agency. Yeah, we, we ain't really No. We it's like agency. You out here yeah. selling bikes. No, holiday. we almost had a pimp on, but we decided not to because, yeah, because he, he was beating bitches ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We no, literally, the we day literally of the episode. We were about to have a pimp on here and then he's on the internet where like, they're outing him because he's been out here beating bitches' asses. It was like, like videos from him in the Walmart Bro, beating bitches beat, up. Beating crazy. bitches up. It, and I was like, oh, yeah, that nigga can't come on this no. podcast. He was what like, it was maybe an hour. He bro, flew right for the before interview. I said, bro, cancel on that nigga. He can't come up here. Literally, I said, girl, you seen this? Ain't this the guest coming on? I said, uh-uh. Tell him goodbye. Danielle, I thought he was going to come get us. Uh, Where can the people follow you, see you, support you? Let's get witty. Well, you can follow me on Instagram, Daniela Carter. Well, Daniela Period Carter. I was about to say there's a period. Uh, that part. <laughs> and I also have a film festival platform for BIPOC artists, Daniela's Guestbook. You can find me on Instagram, um, Dominique Silver, INTL, and in campaigns and magazines like, and runways near you. <laughs> Honey. Now, those will uh those ads and all your socials uh will be in the description of this episode. But also, if you loved our guests today and want to see them be a part of Kokomo City, you can now watch it on Amazon Prime, Showtime, and Paramount Plus. Okay. So it is all over the place. Apple TV and, too. And Apple TV. Hello, well, like it just it's everywhere. So make sure y'all uh catch that. It is K-O-K-O-M-O. Thank y'all so much for joining us. And y'all, if you want to continue Thank supporting you. Horrible Decisions, make sure you join our Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash Horrible Decisions. Thank y'all so much. And this is being yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Peace, Bye. y'all. Bye. I call him crying again. And I was like, bro, like, I'm just feeling real fucked up because I'm so confused. So, like, what happened when you hung up with me after me crying for three hours? You got on the phone with her? He was like, yeah, her and I decided to be friends. We had always been friends. Like, she wasn't as mad as you were, obviously, because you and I were actually dating. Her and I have just been friends that took it too far. Took it too far basically mean kissing. Bitch, I wake up yesterday morning and I see a text message or an Instagram message at 6 a.m. Yo, did you get this too? Can we talk? So I wrote her back and was like, hey, I don't really know what else to say. Clearly, he was dating both of us. It is what it is. It's fine. I don't want to like anger myself anymore. So now she's calling me on Instagram. And I was like, do I answer type shit? Bitch, I was on that phone for three hours. Day ruined. Um. What's ironic about her hitting me up, because this is how the universe works. My mom was supposed to get surgery yesterday for her pacemaker, but she didn't. They're rescheduling it. So about six that morning, I texted him. I was like, I'm so fucked up about my mom. I really want to talk to you, but I know we're in this weird place. Like, I don't know what to do. That's what I said. And he was like, yo, where are you? Like, literally the second I saw the message was in the same time I texted him. And I was like, oh my God. So he might think me and my mama did because I never wrote him back. But anyway, get on the phone with her. She was really sweet. 
Um, she was like, hey, I was like, listen, I feel like low-key still loyal to this nigga. Like, I don't want to get on the phone with you and just be talking and talking. Like, I don't see the point. And she was like, listen, she was very honest too. Like, I told her how he came to visit me, how he bought me shit on Valentine's Day, how he bought me gifts for my birthday. She was like, okay, no, he didn't do that for me. But we have been doing X, Y, Z. We've been planning a trip here, blah, blah, blah. Girl told us the same shit. Told us both he's had a dream about us having his daughter. Told us both about... What if we were going to end up together? Told us both this shit made up the same wedding plans, bitch. Kids. I hate niggas. And then how I knew this bitch was right and real as fuck. The first question she asked me was like, listen, I've been listening to your podcast. I just want to know, are you fucking him? Did y'all do this? I said, oh, I ain't fucking him, bitch. Are you fucking him? She was like, no. But I've been trying to do X, Y, Z with him. Girl, the same shit. Heavy making out, heavy petting, spooning, touching each other. And then it gets nowhere. I can't believe I got played by a nigga that ain't never gave me no dick. And what kills me, when I was on the phone with him, he was trying to say all these things about me that wasn't, oh, well, it was this with you, but not her. Fed her the same line. And it was like really tough. Um, And it really fucked me up because I just kind of, what is, okay. What is the toughest part to you about feeling like a nigga told you the same thing he told someone else. There's two things. It one felt special with what I had with him. Oh, bitch, hold on. When he came back from Hawaii, the nigga went on a vacation. I was like, yo, he just bought me a necklace. I took it off. I've been wearing it. This turquoise necklace, if anybody sees it in my pictures, I've been wearing it. She's like, girl, I saw him wearing that recently. She's like, so how the fuck y'all broke up, but he's still doing this? Like, obviously, he still has feelings for you. And I'm like, has he ever bought you jewelry? She's like, yeah, he bought me this pearl bracelet from Hawaii. Bitch, the night he came back from Hawaii, he slept in my house and gave me that same shit. So, but anyway, it hurts because I thought what I had with him was special. And I'm going to say this. I think he was in love with both of us. So, this is really like, a bit triggering because it's triggering bitch to well me well me and when i had the woman to woman call 2 months ago he was telling us a lot of the same things and so it was like oh ah 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 you know cuz we were just in the studio and we on patreon so the bartending stephanie Saw me at a Mexican restaurant. I didn't tell the bitch you knew because I came in the next day to record with you. Well, and I don't know if this is karmic. I actually felt worse because she was getting a different story than I was. So first off, he was going by a different name with her. But she was aware of all his lovers, including me. I knew none of his other lovers. So, and maybe this is karmic, y'all. Y'all know how I used to talk about being a side chick and knowing everything. So I thought, like, a nigga fucked with me more. Mm -hmm. Do you know she sat across from me and said, well, I think he loved me more because I knew about all his other lovers. You and the other girl didn't. I'm 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 